Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I really enjoy visiting with my friend Jeff Duncan. Sometimes, you know, we have to, we get two segments in, and I, I, I would love to be able to do a third segment. And every now and then we'll spend a whole show together. But I enjoyed uh, catching up with Jeff. He's, he's a terrific contributor to, to Super Talk uh, Mississippi, and I appreciate him being available to us. Um, listen, uh, I've shared a couple of quotes about community leadership in the past, and I thought I'd share them again because these apply so well to the conversation we're about to have. But the first one is from Margaret Wheatley, and here's what she said. There is no power for change greater than a community discovering what it cares about. And one one of the beauties of being here in coastal Mississippi is that, or in Mississippi for that matter, to be honest with you, is that we have so many people in this state who are working overtime to make this a better state. And you know they're working in the, in the trenches. A lot of folks in the nonprofit community are, are working. The terrific board members that are contributing their time and energy and expertise. But um, but you know when you have moments like Katrina, it has a way of, of defining for us what is in the heart and soul of of Mississippians. And I think we've done a, a, a really good job of trying to understand or better understanding. You never arrive. It's a, it's a constant journey and needs change. But we've uh, I think we are we are doing a really good job of understanding what we care about. Okay, and the second one is from Coretta Scott King, and she said this, the greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. And I think when when back in the early days of my tenure as the president publisher of the Sun-Herald, when I think a second year, I wanted to do a couple of things. I wanted to create a leadership awards uh, effort that uh, held up as examples leaders in the community that were doing great things. And uh, my team and I uh, sat out with, with help from John McFarlane, I might add, who recently passed away. John was really he- very helpful in helping us uh, get this thing moving. But we created uh, what at the time were the Sun Hero Leadership Awards that became the One Coast Awards. But I, th- I think it was important to us to hold up as examples the people who are working so hard in this community so that others can emulate them. You know, So it's great recognition for sure, but it is really a great opportunity to learn from them so that others can be inspired and they can find their role to play in the community. So today, the One Coast Awards are... Um, are, it's a, done at a breakfast at the Beau Rivage, and it's a collaboration between the Coast Chamber and Hancock Chamber and, and the Jackson County Chamber and the Ocean Springs Chamber, and they do such a good job of, of sort of pulling it all together. And so over the course of the next several weeks, actually, I'm going to be circling back with with this year's winners, 2023 winners, and uh, I look forward to holding each of them up as an example. And today, I had the opportunity to, to visit with Angel Greer, who has a key role in leading coastal family health. We'll tell you more about what that is here in just a second. But without any further ado, let me welcome An- Angel to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Angel? I'm great, Ricky, and thank you for the invitation. This is quite an honor. 
Well, it's great. Good to see you. Congratulations on your recognition. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I used to use literally said to people when I would call them and say, you're a winner this year. And I would thank them for their service. And then I would say, thank you for enabling us to use you as an example. Because I, I think, you know, when we can focus on what you've done, when we can when we can hold your story up as an example, I think it is inspiring for others. And I, you have to understand and realize that as you do your day-to-day work, that, that number one, you hope that you're serving as an example to others. And you, um, and it, and it, there's a, an additional burden uh, on you to do a good job, isn't there? There is, and actually, I I see it a little reversed. Uh, quite honestly, you know, first is to do a good job, and then you hope that. Um, by ju- doing that, following your passion, following your heart, then then you can be an example to someone else. I, I totally agree for, for sure. Um, listen, uh, you're, you went to University, University of Southern Mississippi. So did I. Yeah, to the top. Yeah, I've had Dr. Joe Paul on a couple of times. Really happy and proud for him. That is for sure. But as a chief executive officer for Coast Coastal uh, Family Health Center, why don't we? Let's you know. Obviously, we need to frame what that's all about. So, what is Coastal Family Health Center? Uh, Coastal Family Health Center is a private nonprofit organization. We were established in 1976 to provide uh, comprehensive primary care to the coast, regardless of anyone's economic status. Uh, A couple of myths and misnomers out there is that we're with the health department. And while the health department is a great partner of ours and has been for decades, uh, we're not the health department. We're private nonprofit entity. Uh, And then the other misnomer is that we're a free clinic. And we've partnered with free clinics over the years, but we are required to collect our services, but we're able to offer a discount with the funding that we receive. Uh, That's a little bit about uh, Coastal. And one um, fun fact is that we were birthed out of Back Bay Mission, a faith-based organization to provide health care way back when. Um, And so uh, that's a little fun fact about Coastal. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think sometimes we forget who is the average Mississippian. In fact, recently I went back and studied uh, some of the most recent census data. And, um, and it's important to, to, see, to, to see this. First of all, just in terms of total population, Mississippi has 2.9 million people. Um, of the 2.9, 573,797 actually live in poverty. I mean, we have to recognize that. The majority of Mississippians, over 51%, actually live in rural areas, mm-hmm. uh, which I find very interesting. I, you mentioned faith base. 83% of us are affiliated with some Christian-based faith. 83%. So religion is really important to us in, 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 in uh, Mississippi. Average income is $34,000 yeah. a year. And uh, average household income is 46000 I mean, that's the average mm-hmm. of the 2.9 uh, million, you know, a lot of people are working two jobs there, and and I, what I what I say about that is that the average Mississippian is just working to make ends meet. That's just the reality, um, and you see that every day in the work that you do, don't you? Yes, you know, I, I I'm so appreciative that you are quoting, you know, those statistics, and uh, you know, the truth is that the majority of Mississippians are one paycheck away from experiencing homelessness. Uh, and so it is it is a real uh, serious situation for us. But, you know, the, the interesting part of all those statistics, Ricky, you know, with Mississippi being the poorest state, we're also the most giving state 
Isn't that a phenomenal? Uh, it's always always blown me away. Um, it has been first, second, or third, or certainly in the top five over many, many years going way, way back. In fact, I, I actually read this morning where giving is down about 3% nationwide. And uh, so it creates, you know, it creates challenges for organizations like yours. And I'm not surprised by it. I mean, we've, you know, inflation has been extraordinarily high and putting pressures on families in ways they've never done before. Uh, but even, even with that, I think that when you see how we rank again this year, that we will, in spite of our challenges, because we've done it in spite of our challenges in the past, we will still be one of the, one of the most giving states in America. Um, I think it, you know what I think it is, we've talked about this on the show many, many times, but what is in the heart and soul of Mississippians? You take politics in a divided world that we live in and set that aside for a second. When the going gets tough, I mean, we want to help our neighbor. I mean, that's just at the bottom line that there's something good about us, isn't there? There, there is. And that's, that's the true, um, um, testimony of, of Mississippians is that no matter how difficult things are, like in the wake of Katrina, you know, we help our neighbor. And I just happened to have the great honor of working in a um, an organization that has a decades long, you know, 47 uh, year history of doing just that. And so I stand on the shoulders of some, some pretty incredible people that started with nothing other than a passion and a vision and, uh, you know, just grassroots. Well, okay. So when you think about organizations like yours and so many other non-governmental organizations that are out there, what we see is that they're usually guiding that as, as an executive director and a board that understands that the more they do the work that they're particularly focused on, all are focused on different. Some focus on the same, but that's okay. They're not competitive. There's a lot of gaps to fill in this community. But the more you understand what the needs are, the more you want to grow your organization, the more you want to increase the amount of funds, the number of grants, the number of locations that are available. And one of the things that was impressive about studying your past, Angel, is just how much your organization has grown in, under your tenure. Um, but that is a, an example of when you take a very strategic approach to your organization and you have a dedicated board of trustees, um, that you can find a way. You can find a way to fill more gaps going from three counties to six counties and beyond. Um, it has been, it's, there, you've, you've had a lot of success, but there's still a lot of needs, aren't there? There are a lot of needs. <clears throat> and talking about the growth of the organization, you know, um, the growth represents the need. You know, if the need goes away, if we can establish uh, affordable health care, um, if we can establish healthy communities, if we can get a handle on these chronic diseases where people can, you know, remain employed full time, um, you know, then we won't have a need for, you know, organizations such as ours to grow. And that's really our goal. You know, my goal when I first started uh, in this position, I was asked one time, what is your goal? My goal is for us to, you know, move Mississippi off the bottom to the top. That's perfect. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Angel. You can also Greer. listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have Angel Greer with us. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Coastal Family Health Center. And I remember when uh, our content producer, Cami Martin, and I were talking and I read about you, I thought, wow, we could have done a full show and we, we probably should circle back and talk more specifically about the work that you guys are doing. But, you know, it's interesting. Uh, John Harrison said in the early days of COSU, now Ricky Matthews Show, John's a longtime friend. We've worked in the community for many years. The, for people who don't know John, he's the CEO and chairman of the board for uh, Hancock Whitney. He said that people who work in the community don't just go lead an organization. They have to do their reps. And they have to learn how an organization works, and then they go do something else. But if I look at your your past, Angel, you've 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 done your reps. You you've you've worked hard to prepare yourself to be the CEO of this organization, haven't you? Maybe looking back, you know, I could agree with that statement, but that certainly wasn't my forward vision, you know, during those years. It was just trying to uh, learn what I needed to do to do a great job to serve my, you know, friends and family and neighbors, you know, in the job that I had. How do you describe your leadership style? Um, it has culminated to be very focused on serving. Um, I, I you know, in the early days when I was studying leadership and trying to figure out who I wanted to be uh, and how I wanted to lead, um, I, I thought I had in my mind, you know, transformational. That's still a portion of it. But honestly, where I'm at, you know, decades later, I'm 30 years into my career, is it really is about serving, from serving our patients to serving our team. Uh, I believe that we as leaders have a responsibility to the people that we employ uh, to, to take care of them, to grow them. Uh, and to help them develop in ways that they're interested in developing, uh, just as you know, we're interested in partnering with patients to improve their health to the extent possible. You know, it's interesting. I think if you were to look, and one of the beauties of, of Super Talk Mississippi is that it, we're in a position where we can have conversations that inspire and reflect on the lives of Mississippians in a, in a positive way to to hopefully help people sort of you know, fight their way to a different level. I mean, I think, you know, I, I certainly had to climb and conquer a bunch of mountains during my career, you know, during my life. And uh, I bet there are a lot of Mississippians who feel that way, that there, there are mountains to conquer. But I think at the end of the day, one of the things that your organization does, not only just meet a need, but, it, but by the people you involve in your organization, the people you have a chance to touch every day, is to inspire them that they can, uh, they can reach their goals. And you see that, don't you? I, I do see that. I can remember being a patient on our sliding fee program, you know, as a young mom with a child on Medicaid and, and seeing these healthcare professionals or just, you know, front desk workers and thinking, you know, I could never do that. I could never do that. That's not my station in life, you know, but I have I have lived through the truth that it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you're at today. It doesn't find who you are as a human being. The decisions that you make and the actions that you take really determine, you know, your trajectory. And so uh, I've been fortunate to come across many people who helped uh, support me, encourage me and inspire me, you know, throughout, you know, years of mistakes and missteps and stumbles. Uh, you heard what I said, uh, and you you knew these numbers well. That over fifty one percent of of Mississippians live in rural areas, and healthcare for for the United States is a real challenge on, on so many levels. We we know that. When this is not what this conversation is about, but 
But I, I, I don't, you know, I, I look forward to leadership in our state sort of grappling with what does the health care providing look like in the history, in, excuse me, in the future of Mississippi? Who's going to grab that and say, we're going to re-engineer this? We're going to start to think about how do we adequately provide health care to people in rural areas, especially in places like the Delta, where I spend a lot of my time? Because it's it's going in the wrong direction right now, isn't it? Yes. I can't speak for the, um, you know, the specifics of, of the Delta, but I will tell you that healthcare care uh, just across the nation is going in the wrong direction. We, we call it a healthcare system, and it is anything but a system. And I've had multiple conversations over the years with our um, local hospital CEOs, you know, independent health care providers, and I, I believe somewhere part of the answer is a community network. There has got to be. We, Coastal can't be uh, uh, everything to everybody. Uh, the hospitals can't be everything to everybody. Uh, but if somehow or another we could figure out how to work together and synergistically, you know, utilize our resources uh, to cover the gaps, eliminate duplication, uh, you know, um, decrease costs, it could be a, a more perfect world or certainly, you know, moving in that direction. Angel, I wish that you and I had been talking during COVID, during the the height of COVID. Um, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch now going forward because there's so many other conversations to have, but it's pretty testament, pretty significant testament to you and your team that you survived the COVID challenge. Uh, it was a uh, challenge. And I don't know if our conversations during that time would have been fruitful because we were really grappling every day trying to figure out how to take care of the community, how to take care of our team, and uh, take care of ourselves. Hey, everyone was grappling like that. Everyone. I don't care what kind of business you were in. Uh, everyone was grappling, particularly every single person in the healthcare community because we were dealing with all these variables that were being thrown at us and that we've never had to deal with before. And so, you know, doing the best we could to sort of work through that. But hey, listen, congratulations on your One Coast Award. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I can't wait to have you back. We'll dive deep, deep into your organization and what makes it tick. I look forward to having that conversation. I would love that, Ricky. Thank you so much. I look forward to next time. Have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.